So what'd you do this weekend? Some spring cleaning? No. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. Uh, Cleaned out the refrigerator? Yes, I did. Uh, it didn't look good. And I entered my like kind of gut mode when you cannot like stand this like whatever it is any oh, longer. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I I used to I mean I don't like cleaning up mm-hmm. even to this day. But it, it's better. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it's like uh no, I have to do something. So that's what happened this weekend. That's good. I had to I had to clean up the refrigerator. So now it looks and smells good. Good. Guess what I did? What? My parents were in town. Oh, yes. And my parents met Riley's parents for the first time. Parents met parents. Yes. It was great. It was great. Yeah, it was actually really good. We like sat and had brunch and dessert for like five hours. Wow. Brunch for five hours. It was a good conversation. Mmm. So that was fun. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, let's dive right in. Um, I wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. kind of like all the clergy, bishops, cardinals, the pope. Would they be considered clergy? Is that even the right term? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because as a new Catholic, I just, I know we should if I'm saying this properly, but like respect the the authority of these people, of this the man. Pope and of the bishops and archbishops, you know? Uh-huh. But I just don't get who they are. <laughs> I don't. Ooh. I mean, I'm just so new and no one's really ever explained it to me. So let's go Ooh, by cool. rank. Top dog to bottom dog. So there's the Pope. Right? Well, yeah. So CEO. Okay. And then who? Cardinals. Okay. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then bishops? Uh, bishops and archbishops. Archbishop is a honorary title. If you are the head of the archdiocese, like here in Denver, mm-hmm. you're archbishop. But if you are the you know head of the diocese, which means you're a bishop, but to be honest, they have the same responsibilities and okay, yes, they're like on the same, same level. Same level. Mm-hmm. And then after that is priests. Or yes. Is there something else. Priests. Okay. And then uh, you will have deacons. Oh, that's right. And then, you know, the seminarians. Gotcha. Guys who are studying to become priests. Should we work our way from the bottom to the top? Mm-hmm. Cool. So seminarians, I spelled that wrong. <laughs> seminarians are people that go through seven men. year. Well, yeah. Only men. Men in the only. Catholic Church. Of course. This all is deacons, seminarians, priests, yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. So seminarians, it's like a seven year. Depends again. Uh, but someone in, who's interested in priesthood. Yeah, so basically you can go to the seminary right after high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can go to college, get some, you know, degree there, and then 
switch to the seminary, mm-hmm. which actually speeds up the the whole process. Then you know, becoming a priest. Oh, nice. Yeah, it really does. Okay. Uh, but there is no like, oh, you know, seminary takes like five, six, seven, eight, ten years. Mm-hmm. Depends on that. On a guy, depends if you are want to become a diocesan priest or like a religious priest, like you know, the Jesuit or Dominican. Uh, you know, yeah, different because they have different. Uh, Orders. Formation, yeah, yeah and we won't it talk takes, about all that. There's yeah, it's it's really so many, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, but That'll you be know, talking about diocesan, diocesan level, so just you know, yeah. guys like me, uh, it takes from I would say in Poland it takes six years. Mm-hmm. So, w- what's the process like? Say, th- a parishioner, this guy parishioner, one he's discerning priesthood. Should you discern it before, or is that like kind of what you do during? Both. Okay. Uh, when to go to the seminary, most guys, I think, they think like, oh, I have to become a priest, right? You know, like there is no other option here. Now, basically, the seminary exists, you know, as a place where, you know, you are look at, you know, your supervisor is looking at you, you know, you, you pray a lot. You discern if that's God's will, because mm-hmm. maybe it's not. The seminary is really the place uh, where you're discerning okay. if that's God's will for my life. And how? But, you know, if you want to go to the seminary, of course, you have to have these thoughts, like, about priesthood. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, like, what's the point? Right. What's the point? Right. Uh, so that's what it is. And you really, if you go to the seminary, and I think it's better well, here in really the States. really quick, how do you well, get into seminary? You have to... Don't you have to apply or? Yes, it's like like a college. So basically, you you have to contact the vocations director. Mm-hmm. This is like a priest who is assigned by a bishop mm-hmm. to take care of the guys who are thinking about becoming a priest and then seminarians. Mm-hmm. So you have to talk to him, meet with him. Uh, he will guide you through the whole process. Mm-hmm. He will help you with the paperwork and like what path you should take. As again, if you are right after high school. And then it's gonna take longer because mm-hmm. you have to study some additional stuff. And then if you know if you're right after college or maybe in the middle of a college, so then you know it it will take it'll take less than I don't know a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my Do case, the whole thing took seven. Mm-hmm. Like Father Sean, I think he took him eight. Mm-hmm. It can be even up to ten. So yeah. Do you have any tests to take before entering? into seminary not really no, no mental psychological tests yes i mean okay well that's what i mean <laughs> uh, that's what you mean. i'm test for me is like you know you have to math problems <laughs> show them like yeah some knowledge yeah. no 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 yes psychological tests of course yeah uh, criminal background you know if you're fine to go there mm-hmm. uh, you cannot have any debts mm. you know because mm-hmm. like if you do you have to pay them off first mm. so all these stuff you're really screened well Okay. Mm, and then you are accepted. But this is just the beginning. Yeah. Okay. That covers that. I kind of yeah. know most of that. Deacons. So, deacons, I, I yeah. I have some questions about this and help me get this right if I am wrong. S- a guy is married mm-hmm. and wants to become a deacon. And he becomes a deacon. Mm-hmm. He cannot get divorced, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. If a guy is single, becomes a deacon, 
he cannot get married. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. you know the rules. Good. I know the rules. Because there are like two types of deacons. Yeah. Transitional deacon. Uh -huh. It's the guy who is becoming a priest soon. Oh, is in right, transition. right, right. Permanent deacons. They're staying deacons. Yeah. Right? Their state of life. Just yeah. Says. But like you said perfectly, if, if we walk through this path, like becoming a seminarian, mm -hmm. the goal is to become a priest. Mm -hmm. So yes, you should become a deacon, you know, like year, year and a half before you become a priest. Yeah. That's what happened to me. This, that's what happens here in Denver. You become a deacon like February year before you become a priest in May next mm -hmm. year. So. And you're put at a parish and you do kind of all. Yeah, you're like. Right? So you you know you have the summer then the last year of of school of the seminary when you're writing your thesis you know you're thinking about your yeah, priesthood and mm -hmm. you're taking last classes finals so this is like the last last stage but yes if you are a seminarian you know looking to become a looking forward to become a priest uh, that's the way mm -hmm. and yes when you become a priest uh, sorry a deacon when you are a single you know a seminarian. Mm -hmm it closes the path to to marriage yeah, yeah yeah so that's the moment when you basically you say yes to god for the i would you know there are again few ways out but you know we're not going to discuss them but yeah uh, yeah that's the moment when you say yes like you get married with the church yeah so that's the thing when you are a husband already maybe a father even and yes you're thinking about becoming a deacon mm -hmm. Yes, you can do it. It's called yeah, becoming a permanent deacon. And you have to go through the like four years school. So different dioceses they do it differently. Mm -hmm. But here in Denver, it takes four years. Mm -hmm. And you need the permission of your wife. I was going to say, what is the role of the wife in that? Well, I, that's what I heard from some of them. They, they help their husbands, of course, to discern. Yeah and pray with them and so, some of them actually attend classes mm -hmm. just because they want to see yeah most classes i think happen on the weekends because these guys usually work monday through friday mm -hmm. and it takes yeah four years okay and nothing else changes within the marriage right nope these like, guys are still you know husbands and uh, and fathers but they're becoming permanent deacons but I'm going to try to ask what? this in a very appropriate way. What? But can husband and wife still unite if the husband is a deacon? I mean, what? I'm curious. Yes. Nothing changes there. Okay. Did I you really think like you cannot anymore like... Mm -mm? I mean... Oh, okay. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> That's funny, actually. I, I mean, but I feel like I did a good again, job of asking in a very oh, yeah. appropriate manner. I know manner. what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about this. I'm a priest, you know, I know this stuff. So right. like, I never ask these type of questions. <laughs> now, of course, you can still uh, unite do this with your wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually you should. You're still a husband. Yeah. So no, it's nothing That's changes funny. there. No. But yeah, if you are a, a transitional deacon like you know seminary on the way to the priesthood mm -hmm. of course like it's not no. allowed celibacy yeah, that's why sometimes it i heard there was a story a few years ago maybe two even here in denver mm -hmm. you know we have deacons ordination uh in february for the seminarians and permanent deacons i mean guys are getting ordained as deacons in june mm -hmm. 
and there was one thing I forgot when. Yeah, I think it was here in Denver a few years ago. Mm-hmm. One of the I don't remember how it was. I think I was one of the permanent, you know, soon-to-be deacons. He was getting ordained with the seminarians. I think in February. Mm-hmm. So the question. I mean, they had to be careful because, you know, there is like this moment in, during the ordination when you oh. promise celibacy. Oh, celibacy. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, you know, they told the guy uh, who was married, like, yeah, you cannot promise this to yeah, the archbishop because right. you are married. Right. So. Oh, wow. And so they had to be careful that the seminarians would promise celibacy to archbishop because they're becoming priests soon mm-hmm. so like you know we cannot mix it you know mix and so, those two up. but that's what happened yeah so we have two types of deacons permanent deacons and transitional ones okay before we move on to priests i didn't know about deacons and when i started going to lords before i was catholic i was like why the heck does that priest have a wedding ring on and it was like flipping out and I immediately asked Father Brian, and he told me. And I was like, yeah. oh. They, but I was like, I mean, I wasn't baptized yet, and I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait, what is happening? Yes. Uh, but that's when I, like, didn't know any of you guys or Deacon Tom or yeah. anyone. Here so. in Denver, they are allowed to wear clerics. Mm-hmm. You know, they look like priests. Yeah. But they, they should, I actually, they should. They wear this cross with Deacon stole. Oh, so then you can see he's a deacon see that. Oh. immediately. Yeah. But sometimes they I don't. Mean, I only ever saw them at mass. So they yeah. were in their Usually, uh, you know, on Sundays they should wear it. Yeah. So then, you know, people who don't know them, the parishioners, like, oh, yeah, he's a deacon. Right? Yeah. Permanent deacon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you don't know, like you go to, you know, another parish, you don't know people there. And if they don't wear it like this, you know, uh, cross with them. Could be kind of scandalous. With the with the yeah deacons stall, then you you might be confused. Like oh you know father, yeah. and he's like no I'm not father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you should know right away. But yeah, they should wear this this cross at some diocese. I don't know which one. I think one. I have some friends in Florida, like mm-hmm. Venice, Florida. The deacons are not allowed even to wear clerics. Mm. So then yeah. just a regular shirt, you know. Yeah. But still with the with the cross. Yeah. Okay, so, let's keep know. this thing moving because I really want to get to past the priests. But okay, moving up the ladder, it goes to priests, which priests you go yeah. to seminary, you become a deacon a year before you're a priest, and then you're mm-hmm. officially ordained a priest. Yes. Great. Moving on. Oh, uh, you know everything about the I priests? know everything. Test okay. me. I don't know, just you know, we have two types. <laughs> pastors and parochial vicars uh-huh. that's another kind of like inner oh uh, that's true yeah stages parochial vicar yeah usually guys right after ordination mm-hmm. you're like brand new which sometimes we're called baby priest mm-hmm. so you're still learning how to be a priest yeah so most of the time you are sent to the just parish usually with the school something huge so you are busy and you just learn yeah you, you just know, learn do from sacraments the pastor, yeah, right? and pastor is your you know boss brother and it's typically like one ish two three years dependent on like other parishes if they need again no rules here yeah. depends on the on the diocese uh, here in denver in most of the u.s diocese we, we switch every three years yeah oh okay that's assignment right. right sometimes you can become a, a pastor mm-hmm. like after a year yeah of becoming a pv so you never know pv parochial PV, vicar yeah but that's what it is. Some guys, they become chaplains at high schools or, you know, 
hospitals uh, some of them are sent to do some additional studies in mm. Rome or in in Washington DC or in Poland or mm -hmm. Italy so you go you get you know additional degrees so you can come back and teach or maybe work at the tribunal or do other other stuff yeah uh, you can become a you know a chaplain for like jail ministry mm. so wow. you never know there are many many paths or you can become an army chaplain yeah so <laughs> many many possibilities here you yeah. don't have to be just at the parish you know pastor, vicar yeah. or a pastor yeah okay now going up the ladder some more there's bishops and archbishops uh distinguish the two again because they're kind of on the same playing field but distinguish the difference between the two so bishops i would i would compare them to like generals in the army okay so these guys because you have two types of bishops here you can have even auxiliary bishops oh, well. like here in denver we have one auxiliary and oh. the main one auxiliary is he's a bishop like Who, bishop, what's his name bishop jorge and he's the Rodriguez. auxiliary he's auxiliary so it means he's like a you know vice of the diocese oh okay so he's the bishop like archbishop aquila but you know he helps him so but Arch archbishop aquila is above he's the technically in the ladder he's above yes because he's the uh, boss so he's archbishop okay because it's archdiocese of denver and bishop jorge is bishop because he's auxiliary one and auxiliary ones uh again they help with anything they can okay okay and he's kind of like the president and vice president yeah yeah so they if archbishop is gone then bishop auxiliary bishop takes over oh, okay uh, that's okay. what happens most of the time they have the same responsibilities kind of yeah uh, again one it's takes like on a little more vice and ceo yeah uh, like parochial vicars and pastors mm -hmm. so same same kind of kind of same kind of you know relationship and our uh, bishop jorge is here probably because you know he's from mexico so he speaks spanish fluently and nice. he can that's why he, as a bishop he can go and do stuff in spanish mm. for hispanics here in denver so that's that's why i think you know he was chosen one of the reasons Cool. but he's like the yeah right hand man okay mm, now here how so as a priest how do you become that a bishop you, yeah how do you, oh, do yeah, you apply are you chosen what's <laughs> what's the process in that well you never know it's there is no school for bishops mm -hmm. there is no like i want to become one and just make me one no no no, no. you never know you never know there is unwritten rule but of course the main bishops on our bishop aquila i think the canon law says and that's what the vatican says as well he needs to keep like uh, in his in his drawer in his office he needs to keep a, a list of like three guys he thinks would be good to replace mm. him oh okay and it's top secret only he he knows about this mm -hmm. list and having every every five years or so again i'm not really sure about this mm -hmm. <laughs> i didn't really check the, the rules for becoming a bishop <laughs> but he needs to send this to apostolic nuncio in washington dc apostolic nuncio is like the ambassador of the pope in a country oh, okay so in each country you have an ambassador which Wait. is called apostolic nuncio okay he's archbishop so right now he's in washington dc archbishop christophe pierre he's french and he's like again like you you know vatican ambassador so he needs to get the list from every main bishop in the states mm -hmm. and then if it's like 
we know when you are 75 as a bishop, you have to resign. Okay, I was going to ask that. That's the so, retirement. So when you're 75, you, that's yeah. retirement for you. What about so, with priests? 70. 70? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, usually you can stay longer you know, yeah. in, the, in the active ministry, but yeah. usually it's 70. Now, for bishops and archbishops, this is going to come across as rude, but I swear I'm not meaning for it to be. What do they do? Bishops? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is their purpose? Well, bishops, again... <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. I'm really... They are successors of the apostles. That's the main job. Okay. So if you take Archbishop Aquila uh -huh. here in Denver, uh -huh. and you would trace, like, you know, who ordained him as a bishop, mm -hmm. and this bishop, and you would go to Jesus. That's the line. <laughs> That's sweet. Because yeah, Jesus ordained the apostles. Riley has actually told me this before. And, and then, so crazy. and then it goes like this all around the world. And same for you guys. Same for priests. Yeah. Right? And you so I was ordained back. by him, but he was ordained by another bishop. Da, 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 da. You would go back to Jesus. Whoa. That's why you have this. It's called apostolic succession. Whoa. That yeah. So like. So cool. It's called wait what apostolic apostolic succession. succession. Yeah. Wow. That is freaking sweet. You know, it's awesome. And this is how, yeah, what they do. They got, you know, the, the successors of the apostles. Mm -hmm. So the CEOs of the dioceses and, and they, they, you know, they run the whole church mm -hmm. in the specific area. And uh, that's the main job. Cool. So that's, that's what they do. And that the priest, we are, we are co-workers yeah. in this job. That's, that's it. Wow. Okay. Again, you could go really deep what they do. Uh, but yeah, that's why it's not possible for one guy to run the whole thing. That's why right. he needs like an army of people. Mm -hmm. So it's called in every diocese, it's called the chancery, mm. right? Or the curia. Mm -hmm. And you have vicar general and this vicar and that vicar. And, da -da 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 -da. and you have like, you know, hundreds of people. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now cardinals, I know I know nothing about cardinals well, at all. Well, cardinals are really cool looking because they uh, were red. <laughs> so it's not like black cassock. I kind of want to look this Yeah, up. but but red. Mm -hmm. Cardinals, the, the name, let's say, it comes from Latin. Mm -hmm. And again, <laughs> it's been a while since I, I studied Latin, but it comes from... Uh, Wow, that is cool. Yeah, you found them. Yeah, yeah. So they are allowed to. I'm the only one, guys, who can wear. Wait, red. what does cardinals mean? Cardinal. It comes from uh, like cardinal virtues. Mm -hmm. Cardinal again. Forgot the name in Latin, but it it means in Latin, hinge. Hinge. Like you have a door, right? Uh -huh. So you have two hinges. Yeah. And so the, the door moves because it's like, it's supported by two hinges, right? You can open the door and close. Interesting. So cardinals are supposed to be like hinges for the church. It are called, another title for them is the prince. Like a cardinal is a prince of the church. I'm reading about Not it. the king, but like a prince. Our word cardinal goes back to the Latin adjective yes. cardinal cardinalis yes. which meant serving as a hinge the root of this word is the noun cardo meaning hinge since a hinge is a device on which a door turns cardo came to mean something on which a development turns or something very important 
Wow, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So cardinals, basically, it's not, you cannot get ordained as a cardinal. It's a title, an honorary title. Mm -hmm. And only the Pope can make you a cardinal. Wow. Do we and, have some in Denver? Oh, yeah. There's just one. The cardinal Stafford. He's okay. a retired one. Okay. He was Archbishop of Denver in the 90s, mm -hmm. early 90s, when John Paul II as a Pope came to World Youth mm -hmm. Day mm -hmm. in Denver mm -hmm. in 1993. And then year after, I think, Pope John Paul II asked uh, then Archbishop Stafford to come to Rome and work for him. Okay. So that's what happened. Wow. He went to Rome <coughs> in 1994 and John Paul II made him a cardinal. Ah, oh, that was the year I was born. Yeah, and then... <laughs> <laughs> then Cardinal Stafford, uh, you know, after his retirement, he came back to Denver, so he still lives there. Aww. He's 90 something. Wow. And he's, you you know, when I was a young priest, I mean, young priest, the first three years of priesthood here mm -hmm. in Denver, you have to attend these newly ordained, ordained dinners. Mm -hmm. So Cardinal Stafford comes to these dinners with, you know, young priests. Mm -hmm. So it happened twice. Like you cannot choose where you sit they they put me next to him it was like father Vito and then cardinal stafford so i'm sitting next to him he's 94 like 95 like austin here mm -hmm. and you know you would expect like you know small talk like you know how are you what's your name where you're at what do you like to do like this kind of stuff like what food do you like to eat mm -hmm. no i'm sitting next to him he's 94 95 and yeah, I was expecting just casual talk. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what's your name, father? I'm like, yeah, Father Vito. I'm like, oh, where are you from? And I'm, I'm from Poland. He's like, oh, like John Paul II, you know, because he, mm -hmm. he was his pope. Mm -hmm. I'm like, father, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, sure. And like, you know, it's a cardinal. So it's like, he's like a general. So you're sitting next to him he's like, like this. He's like sitting properly and Yeah, so he's and... like, you know. <laughs> so, it's, you know. You, you feel it like, you know, he's yeah. a VIP. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's asking me, what do you think, Father, about a Trinitarian uh, theology of St. Augustine? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like speechless. like, what? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> what about like, what's my favorite food and all this stuff? He's like, no, it, I'm, I'm reading a lot about this and I have a lot of questions. I'm like. Guess what happened? We started talking and like an hour later, everyone left. Mm -hmm. I'm at the residence uh, of Archbishop mm -hmm. and he was like a cardinal. Father, um, are you in rush? I'm like, no, it's like 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, no, no I'm, I'm fine. Like, yeah, can we can we go to the living room? So we sat on like on this huge couches and <laughs> we kept we kept talking for another 30 Aww. minutes about the theology of St. Augustine and then like about Poland. He asked me a few questions. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. So I was surprised, yeah, but he, he's the only one cardinal here in Denver. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how many we have total? Like in the world? Yeah. 200 something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's just kind of like an honorary title. Yeah, but these guys okay. usually held, uh, I mean, if you are a cardinal, you are still a bishop, mm -hmm. but of the huge diocese, like mm -hmm. here in, in, in the States, like Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. Chicago. Uh, now even it's Texas, non Texas San Diego. Oh. Actually, they made one of one of the bishops of San Diego as a cardinal. Oh. Houston, you know these kind of like important, uh, uh, you know, holy. I mean, sees you know this is how we call them. But the cardinals are the ones 
the closest to the Pope, mm -hmm. so they help him to run the whole church. Mm -hmm. And of course, when Pope dies, all the cardinals come together. Come Wait, to okay, Rome so let's to let's, choose the new one. Yes, yes, yes. Hold on, no, but no, you no. have to be younger than eighty. Okay, well, let's go now to Pope because we okay. only have one Pope. Yes, ever. That's it. Well, except for that one time we had two. Oh, there was a few times. We call them anti-popes. These guys who claim to be popes, but yeah. they were not. Okay, yeah. so to become a pope, you have you have to be cardinal first, right? Yes or no? Uh, in today's world, yes. Okay. But it wasn't like this all the time. But well, let's talk about today's world. Uh huh. Because we have like two minutes. All right. <laughs> but so all the cardinals come together, mm -hmm. and uh, I can't remember. I watched that one movie on Netflix about the Pope, but how all the Two cardinals yeah, yeah all the cardinals like vote mm -hmm. in a sense um and then when there's white smoke that means they chose someone yes but if it's black smoke that means they have not come onto mm -hmm. a census is it now is it majority wins or does everyone have to be in favor or how does the voting go yeah so i think john paul ii when mm -hmm. he was a pope he changed the rules oh okay uh don't remember exactly the rules you know before jp2 but mm -hmm. he changed it to it you need if you want to become a pope you know if you're a cardinal mm -hmm. you have to get i think 50 percent plus one right of the you know votes yeah okay that's i think sorry that's what used to be now I, it's oh. kind of rings the bell he changed it to like a much higher number again oh. you can google it i i don't remember that that's kind of nice specifics though. Okay. Yeah, because it used to be, I think, 50 plus one, 50% mm -hmm. plus one. So let's say you have 200 cardinals, you need to get 200, uh, 101. Yeah. Okay. He changed it to like two third. I don't remember the, the rules now. So that's that's what we have now. So then Benedict the Sixteenth was chosen, you know, in 2005 when mm -hmm. JP2 died. Mm -hmm. And then Pope Francis 2013. Mm, so 10 years ago I was the last conclave that's how it's called when they when they uh, choose the new one so a two-thirds supermajority vote is okay, required to elect the new pope yeah cool okay how long can mm. you be pope for until you die really yeah there is or no retirement there isn't mm. you can be 104 and be a pope if you're still alive yeah wow that's why uh you know, when Benedict the Sixteenth mm -hmm. in twenty thirteen announced that he's retiring, mm -hmm. everyone was shocked. Yeah. Like how can you Yeah, I remember be like about that. you're retiring. And what was funny when he, he gathered all the cardinals in the Rome and uh, he was fluent in Latin. Yeah, not everyone understood. He read him. the statement in Latin and there were like maybe five, six, seven cardinals who you know spoke Latin. Mm -hmm. So you didn't under they understood what he just read. Mm -hmm. And they were shocked. And the, all the other guys were like, What did he say? What did he say? Mm -hmm. And like he's resigning. Like, what? Like you cannot wow. do it. You know, yes, he can because he is the Pope. Right. So he's the CEO. Plus Everyone was shocked because the last time it happened was like 800 years ago. Wow. So like, yeah, I like just John Paul happen. II and, you know, wasn't pope till till his death. Yeah. Wait, okay, so uh, what is what does the pope do? Well, he runs the church. Yeah. Can he change the church's teaching? Well, again, 
another topic would be here about oh, okay. you cannot change it, uh, the dogmas so there are like specific you know right oh, that's rules right. like you know like he cannot change uh, anything like like the essence of the sacraments right you know but, but he can change the fact that like it is okay to get cremated now yes yeah, so right. that's that's totally fine okay. we have if, if it's like two types of, of rules let's say like dogma so something established by god and okay. you cannot change it even yeah. if you're a pope yeah. but you have doctrines Oh, doctrines that are like right. established later it's not in the bible but it really comes out from the tradition and the bible yeah and the pope can you know announce something so uh, it happened but and a he, few times he won't do that unless it's like more like because i know the che teaching of that like to it's okay now to be um what's the burning of the body again cremated Cremation. Yeah. But it's okay. He changed that. It's okay to be cremated now, mostly because, like, cost-wise, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you shouldn't. They still very and much encourage you to be buried. But yeah, it's like, with today's world, it's just... This one, it's not even a doctrine. It's, oh. it's I forgot the name, but it's another type of rules. Mm -hmm. It's not the essence of our faith, you know, because, yeah, the teaching used to be, if you want to be cremated... It means you deny the resurrection, uh, which is not okay with the church. Yeah. But now, yes, like you said, wise cause, it's cheaper. That's why people want to do it. Not like they deny the resurrection right. and their faith. No, no, no. They just, it's cheaper. So we changed like the teaching here. Not really the teaching, but like approach. Yeah. Okay. That's, but like there are the rules that we cannot really change. Like mm -hmm. uh, women's ordination right no. like this will never change and yeah. people of course ask this question no yeah this one will never be changed because jesus god established the rule this one mm -hmm. uh, some people you know uh, attack the celibacy for priesthood mm -hmm. like yeah why we don't we cannot have you know wife uh, wives and, and kids and uh, again it's another huge topic could be you know why the theology like the apostles but some people say oh you know but the apostles were married because yeah. we know you know saint peter had you know mother-in-law <laughs> and then they they usually people attack this oh you cannot get married that's one of the rules like later established in you know in the in the history of the church because if you cannot get if you cannot get married then whatever you like your your money your wealth stays in the church yeah this is how you know church got richer and richer one of the points but then second one on the practical level yeah i don't have wife and kids so for me it's much easier to move to another assignment mm -hmm. you know i don't have to be kind of like stuck in one place because my kids go to this school or my wife works there you don't know right. so you can you can do it but yeah there are rules that cannot be changed dogmas and uh, the doctrines uh, they are always developed uh, but they are rooted in the scripture and tradition okay another you know, like simple rules like rules like cremation yes. yeah this one can be can be changed okay well there you have it i learned a lot <laughs> yeah i mean like you know it's a, it's a huge topic we well, could yeah we could talk for hours here. i know what, but that's like a good layout because i seriously just didn't know i i, I understood yeah. priests deacons seminarians but like anything above priests i was like and sometimes you know yeah with with cardinals which mm -hmm. is pretty interesting um you know the pope you know may he makes you a cardinal yeah. but 
let's say there were a few exceptions actually in recent years when you were just a priest you mm. were not even a bishop and, you and then a... you became a cardinal and most of the time it happens because you did something great or like the pope mm. just wants to thank you and mm. this is kind of like a thank you mm. sometimes uh, you know the the franciscan actually he's a capuchin priest uh, father raniero cantalamesa so he works in the vatican and he's a papal preacher so he preaches to the pope like every day oh wow like you say mass and you preach to the pope and cardinals like so imagine you have to be good yeah right wow so he was a, a papal preacher for jp2 for benedict the 16 now for francis wow and now francis made him a cardinal mm. and uh, father Ra raniero said like i don't want to become a like a i don't want to get ordained as a bishop and so he said, I'm okay with being a cardinal, but mm -hmm. staying as a priest. Mm. I don't want to become a, you know, higher, like, you know, get ordained as a bishop. And you can deny, like, yeah. becoming a bishop. You yeah, but say, he I said, want I want to be a cardinal. That's fine as mm -hmm. a title, mm -hmm. but don't get, don't ordain me as a bishop. Oh. That will happen. So you can Google him. He still wears his, like, uh, capuchin, uh, you know habit mm -hmm. like we have here at Lourdes Father Gama he always says mess on Mondays so he looks like him mm -hmm. but he wears the red zucchetto this is kind of like a Hat. cover for yeah for yeah. the cardinal so you have him in the just regular capuchin That's habit kind of with the red and he's not ordained as a bishop so he's huh. a priest uh, but yeah wearing now the the red zucchetto huh all right well thanks for sharing we gotta wrap this up all right Okay, we'll see you next week. See you. <laughs>